Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of San Antonio representing Mezcal, Juniper Tar, and so much more. Today's guest, the fine proprietor, creative mind, world traveler himself, Mr. Benjamin Crick. We got to sit down during the San Antonio Cocktail Conference. I know this is some months later, but these words have never resonated more true. And Benjamin is off traveling more than he had, as he mentions, wanting to dive into international waters yet again after a teaching stint in Spain and traveling throughout Europe. Benjamin is a man of the world, and I'm glad he's getting to travel around just the way he likes it. A fellow Aquarian and just a wonderful, present, warm guy to sit down and chat with. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Benjamin Crick. We're on the map now. Uh, yeah. Big names are coming in. Uh, even at Juniper's heart. We're blessed to have just uh, amazing talent behind the bar all week long. Yeah. And it's cool, though. A lot of these people reached out to myself and reached out to my friends' bars uh, because they just want to participate during yeah. the conference. It's like, you got a good party going on? Can I come to the party? You know what I mean? Like That's kind of <laughs> how it is. And this place, when the, I guess it was the Dogma Group, is that what it's called? Dogma Group yeah. did a takeover here Friday night. It was incredible. In <laughs> it was the vibe incredible. was just really, really cool. You know, some places, because San Antonio, you get all kinds of things. We'll talk about kind of the growth of the cocktail culture and stuff. Sure. But this was a really, the vibe is great. Man, there's a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, and, well, San Antonio alone, because we're in the middle of uh, uh, just a, a booming period. So everything's exciting. Yeah, it is. And, and new, and people are eager and hungry. Yeah. So when you have like uh, a conference like this, uh, it just you can feel it in the air walking around because everyone's so ecstatic and happy. You can some electricity yeah. in the air. Yeah, I feel that. And, and it's one of those conferences where, like, like I said, it doesn't break the bank. Like, you can actually go to the classes with the the main speakers and and not be afraid of it selling out just yet yeah. imagine next year it won't be that way but kind of feel like it, this is the last <laughs> year that it got before it right they got big you know yeah, we, we saw them before and, and like 45 dollars a class that's not bad i mean you see like some of the other ones and uh not everyone can afford that mm-hmm. so to have you know these prices uh during a week like this is is amazing it's pretty incredible well it's good i mean i i imagine and we'll talk about how kind of juniper tar came to be but this is a lovely spot, so I really commend you on that, and it feels good in here. And you know, man, we really—the best compliment uh, that we can uh, acquire here is that it feels like home yeah, it does. Uh, when people are away from their home. I'm about to take my pants off. <laughs> Just <laughs> to relax a little bit. Off. <laughs> <laughs> so, if um, I understand, well, so here's the cool thing. So, th- it's nice because we'll talk about life, we'll talk about booze and things, but we're both Aquariuses or Aquarii. 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 <laughs> some, some bullshit word, right, for the parole. I think, and this is the thing, and actually, do you know who Daniel Warlow is? Another sure. dude, right? But cool. it turns out we had the same birthday. And so nice. the, the question I asked him, because I'm like, all right, we're all part of the same tribe here, right? 
you seem like a really calm, very collected, peaceful guy. Is that <laughs> is that an accurate? It, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally just go with the flow, very laid back. Yeah. Uh, this week, you know, <laughs> I think with everything that we did here, uh, to still be standing is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but no, overall, yeah, I, I don't really let anything get to me, ever. Really? Yeah. That's brilliant. It's a good way to just approach uh, every day. Yeah. Kind of zen-like and just don't let it rough you up. Yeah. Much, right? I mean, we, we create our own stress. Yeah. So it's like what's what we want out of each day. Yeah, that's so. a great point. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so going back, and you raised in Georgia? Am I reading this correctly? In Atlanta? Born and raised in Atlanta, yeah. downtown. Uh, did all my schooling there, then moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, interesting. Uh, then I was in, uh, well, I moved around quite a bit. Uh, Ohio, California. Then I was in Spain for two and a half years. Yeah, the, the, doing the uh, English thing. I think, yeah, teaching right? English. Yeah. Well, so go, going back to Atlanta, the kind of guy you are, were you a science guy? Were you into athletics? Were you into food? What kinds of things were you Man, doing? Man, you know what? I was into everything. Yeah. I really just, uh, and that's why I, I couldn't stay in the city. I was so eager to see the rest of the world. Yeah. So I just wanted to see, uh, so yes, all of the above. I was interested in everything. Were you, <laughs> so like, does that come from home? So, for example, like if your mom has yeah. moved around or your dad or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. My mom was a, uh, a flight attendant for Eastern Airlines. So literally traveling, traveling all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, but honestly, once I understood that there were other things outside of like, you know, our little bubble we grew up in, yeah. uh, I was addicted. I had the fever. I had to travel. I had to see all the other walks of life, yeah. uh, put myself in the shoes. As I wanted it. That's incredible. <laughs> Just absorb it all, take it uh, all in. That's something that I do, even uh, relates to what we do here or what I uh, do with the beverage program is I'm still constantly seeking new perspectives yeah. on what we do in the, the cocktail world. So with all these travels throughout, it just, it, it just helps inspire and encourage. Yeah. Were you ever at that point, kind of before you even you expanded or set on your journey around the world, were you a creative guy? Did you draw <laughs> things? Did you write things? Because it feels like the, that's in you. That, that you was have it, best. always, yeah. all the time. Doodling, just, uh, yeah, actually. Um, trying to think. I took as many different classes. Uh, well, my family, they signed me up for everything, which was great. Yeah. Didn't matter if it was art class or gymnastics or uh, baseball. Like, See what would stick, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there's definitely... Even to this day, uh, my brain just never stops. There's that creative like flow, yeah, uh, which is cool. That I is mean, cool. it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, um, does it? Do you find like you do you achieve something? So Juniper Tar, for example. So you get <laughs> it, you get it done. It's here. People are appreciating it. Absolutely. And then you think, okay, what can I do next? Is that how your mind works? Well, man, it's like so. In the movement and where the I think our scene is heading, uh, I think. Here at Juniper, what we're doing is the future of that movement, which is you can have a beautiful back bar and yeah. a well-done menu, but without any pretentiousness or arrogance. So, Absolutely. Uh, everyone just has a good time. Uh, and how we priced everything here, even though we're using top-notch fine ingredients from all over the world, it's all priced appropriately to where everyone can come in and, and share the same experience and have the same intimate uh, hospitality that we offer. Yeah, no judgment. No, no judgment. You know? There's no wrong orders. Exactly. If people found the bar and they made it here, 
the last thing I want to do is, is be eager to tell them no. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I tell the, the, the staff that all the time. That's why we're different. Uh, regardless of a 650-bottle back bar, right. none of that matters if you're not having a good experience. Exactly. And today's world is full of options. You can get a drink anywhere. Sure. Uh, and for probably a, a, a lesser price, yeah. but for us to have like repeat guests and just uh, be packed every night and people not really caring about the money they're spending because they're having such a wonderful experience and Absolutely. they're learning about new new things that typically they'd be too afraid to try, one, because they don't know anything about it and the, the, maybe the bartender's not educated enough to explain it to them, and so they don't want to commit to maybe a, a $15 cocktail. Right. Because that's a gamble. It is. It is a gamble. It's an interesting thing. So I kind of wonder, you know, this creative spirit of yours, when you moved to North Carolina, one, I got to ask, why Charlotte? Right now, they uh -huh. have a cool, they had a cool music scene and stuff, but I, that's more like Chapel Hill. But so what brought you to Charlotte? Man, Charlotte, so uh, into the service industry world, uh, I kicked off at my first restaurant job in Charlotte. Uh, basically, the beginning of my, my hospitality yeah. career. Um. That, that was just a, a move up just to had family um, up there and I wanted to see a new city um, and that's only three hours away from Atlanta believe it or not oh that's not bad then. Yeah. so you could always come back and visit yeah. right all the time um, but the scene when I was in Charlotte that time it was more about uh, wine and I really yeah. got into wine really deeply and that was a big passion and ended up managing a wine bar in downtown Charlotte called the Wooden Vine. No kidding. Uh, and it was great. Did you have to, was it all really buttoned up and tight and kind of fancy? Uh, it was, yeah, it was a little bit. Were you wearing a tie all the time? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like I said, it was just a wine bar, but the location was amazing and uh, what we offered was really cool too. Yeah. Did you like the people aspect of it? You know, because it's, it's this balance between the not with wine specifically. Mm -hmm. the So much variety, so much versatility, but it comes from all over the world. But then... You got to balance that knowledge with wanting to hang out with people and being nice to people. That's too. it. I think once you can get that, <laughs> if you can uh, educate yourself and still be and still be a fan of the people or be for the people, uh, and actually genuinely care about their interests. Like your inter their interests is, is what you're focused on. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's wine or craft beer, or cocktails or anything. Just knowing what you're selling is, is a huge part. Uh, building that rapport and that trust with the guests immediately as soon as they walk in, letting them feel as comfortable as they want to feel without yeah. being afraid or being judged. Uh, I think the way, that's what everybody wants, right? right? They, yeah. they know, it, that's maybe one of the great things about why cocktails are really accessible now is that people, it's, it's popularized. I saw it on ABC now, Modern <laughs> Family or whatever. And so now I can order a Manhattan and not feel bad about right? it. You know? Old fashions are like everywhere now. Everywhere. Thing. You go to Applebee's and they'll, I mean, they'll put over rocks and <laughs> shit, but it's still, it's still cool. Yeah. So balancing that, I think probably deep interest in the wine aspect of it from an academic mm -hmm. level, what, what kinds of things were you doing socially? Was it party time or was it, was it sit down and learn and read? What, outside of? Uh, yeah, outside of the wine game. Oh, man, always reading. Always yeah. reading and pushing the palate. Tasting everything that I, I and I still do this, and yeah. I possibly can, and I, and I tell everyone that like, you'll you'll never know it all, but you can get rusty. Uh, just understanding what each category and region and style within yeah. are are supposed to to be like, and having a reference in your your brain for that uh, helps, especially with. 
building a cocktail menu. Oh, sure. Uh, what kinds of things did you kind of flock towards flavor-wise at that point? I know it's changed because Mezcal finds us when we're older, right? But right, early right. on, wine is definitely Man, well, I definitely liked dry, earthy, uh, more of that, like, funkiness yeah. when, it, when I was into wine. Uh, or those just bold in your face, too. Yeah. Um, but just, just like anything else, I guess it depends on, on the day, the mood. Yeah. Because uh, there's a never or an ever ending uh, list of, of wine. So, it's kind of well, nice. <clears throat> if you like yeah. to learn, it's the best thing, right? Yeah. Just keep feeding in new vineyards coming in, new it, varietals. It's and all a that. blessed industry to be in. Yeah. Uh, I get to basically get paid to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> right. It'd be like going to a pizzeria, getting eat the pizza. Yeah. That's the only other one that might be just as good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It could be. Uh, but, but no, so even at the wine bar or now, uh, and I, and I preach to the staff that if someone orders something that we don't offer, uh, with all the education that I've, you know, invested in you, or you invested in yourself, then, you know, you don't say no to the guests. Right. You, you realize what you have on the back bar. You understand the flavors they're asking for. So to me, you've been challenged to replicate those flavors right there and on the moment. Yeah. So. That's, it's interesting. It's right. always like a... A relation, it's like forging a relationship every drink, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, what, what kind of mood is this person in? Absolutely. Do they seem like they're sad? Because yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. there's plenty of things back there that yeah, don't really, it, really aid that. Well, you, you probably know this uh, as well. I mean, we are actors. <laughs> yeah. When you can like see the scene, you have or a full bar, and everyone in, is in there from a different you know, walk of life, different yeah. tax bracket or, or whatnot, but being able to kind of chameleonize yourself to each individual guest as yeah. you're going down the bar, like reading them and assessing them and dropping your tone and mirroring them and really genuinely caring about what they want yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is something that you just can't find in many places. Do you, do, does that ever kind of pose a conflict? Because I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I try to file it under empathy because then, then I feel okay about it. Like, <laughs> there's so many different kinds of people. I'm kind of changing the way I communicate, but the actor element of it, does it ever feel disingenuous to you? No. No. Well, at this point, I don't even know if it is an, an acting element. I think it's more of a sixth sense. Yeah. Uh, my my assessing of the, assessment of the guests starts as soon as they walk in. Uh, what they're wearing, their mannerisms, uh, you know, their, uh, their tone, the words they choose. And so by the time they get all the way to, like, about to order, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the direction yeah. they're going to go in. Almost to a T every yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, but that, that you can't really teach. Uh, it just comes with experience. Do you, you think about it? So that's observing. It's putting the pieces together, kind of building a mm -hmm. character, right? Like without yeah. even a single word yet. Don't need it. So it, when you go into, and I was just talking to Lydia about this the other day. If you go into a place, a new place, you've never been there. Maybe it's a restaurant. Maybe it's a bar. Do you scope it out first and kind of piece <laughs> it together before you have what you're kind of like objectives, I guess. You could say. I, I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, how I view at a lot of a bunch of things within uh, the hospitality industry is completely different. Yeah, uh, almost jaded. <laughs> yeah, it can be for sure. <laughs> so uh, the experience for myself when I go out uh, isn't the same as what it once was yeah. because uh, I've been pretty spoiled. That's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> and the best. Knowing yeah. what you want. I mean, because then. It, you, to me, have never seemed pretentious. Like, you're very, very even-keeled, very, very down-to-earth <laughs> guy. But I get that, like, I'm pretentious about stuff. And it's only because I just 
I've had the luxury of trying really good things. Man, and that's that's the cool thing. And and all my friends are are not within uh, the industry that I'm in are uber jealous of the fact that uh, they see me drinking the finer things in life, right. eating the finer things, traveling. Uh, and they just don't understand. You're it. like Bourdain with a beard, right? A bearded <laughs> Bourdain, just traveling around and having a good time. But that's you know, that's an awesome compliment. I'll take that. Well, we'll, we'll sit to that. Salud. Salud. Well, so then, did you at this move to Spain to teach English? Mm-hmm. If I'm understanding correctly. It, was that a product of maybe falling out of love with hospitality, or ready to just put it on the back burner for a little bit and pursue some no, other stuff? No, not at all. I was uh, so this was when I broke away from the the wine bar. Uh, I knew that I needed to get out of the states, mm-hmm. and so that was just an avenue to get out. Mm-hmm. Now that the states are bad, it's just I wanted to see other cultures and how they were doing things, even in the wine uh, mm-hmm. industry. And so, with moving to Spain, I was able to go to vineyards all throughout Europe and oh. and bar cultures and sherry. Uh, just once again pushing the palate. Yeah, yeah. sherry especially, uh, trying new things watching observing uh even with like i said the menu i have here today a lot of the influence is, is still a culmination of my experiences from uh that time in europe and yeah. in northern africa like oh north africa leads as well. through the menu well that's just part of the travels because yeah. once you're like in europe it's so cheap and uh, to get around or and inexpensive the low cost airlines yeah, that's a good point Why not trains. just head out i mean we we can go to dallas <laughs> I mean, it's well, not the you, same thing, you know. If you think about that, like driving from from uh, here to Dallas would be almost like Spain to Germany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like true, like legendary ancient cultures. Right. A little bit better, you know. I mean, the same. But Texas is insanely vast, <clears throat> anyway. But in your travels, can you tell? I'm trying to think because I just want to get t- travel tips, Mister Bearded Bourdain. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? Was there a surprising city for you? Something Man, that perhaps you didn't expect would be... 100%. Budapest. No kidding. It blew me away. <laughs> what, is it, what was it about it that was so different for Dude, you? It's just so uniquely different, almost untouched. Really? Uh, a lot of the, the city is still, um, like, unfortunately destroyed since the war, and they have not been able to uh, rebuild. Yeah. But that was kind of the alert that like, brought me in. Yeah. I was going to these gigantic bars uh that had holes in the ceiling and walls from like you know bombs and they didn't care they just put a piece of artwork over it and just keep <laughs> doing their thing like don't mind that giant hole in the wall it's a little drafty over here guys what are you well but uh just a really unique culture uh the coolest part about it is like you never knew what was going to be behind each door yeah uh there were no signs so like each door is just another avenue to uh, a whole other room full of people uh the ruins. It's called the, uh, the really? ruin pubs. Interesting. Uh, in Budapest, and it's if anyone uh, is going to Europe or, or Eastern Europe anytime soon, I highly recommend checking it out. How is the food there? Oh man, goulash <laughs> for days. Goulash, oh man, <laughs> that is great stuff. Do you notice in your travels? Did you notice this common thread that, despite what may be different about the people and yourself, you still hospitality was always in common with everything uh you know well i guess hospitality is also i mean that is a universal uh quality but yeah. it is delivered in different ways and not just as well upbringings or product or environment uh so yeah seeing hospitality uh delivered in, in other ways was pretty cool too yeah because yeah. it is like it's just a different flavor 
you know like absolutely. We, all, absolutely all all to the same ends right like we want each other to be taken care of but i guess the means in which we get there is always different i mean uh points of service skilled hospitality if you have to uh offer that yeah. it, and in this industry uh i feel like it's it's hard to find the right people um even for th this bar here i held out for a very long time uh i am a huge a believer in that just one individual can change the entire dynamic so uh, I would definitely not hire for many many months uh, and put myself uh, behind the stick every night until I would find the right person yeah. and what I'm looking for was someone who was humble yeah. eager to learn uh, and kind of willing to put their faith in uh, the vision and what we preach here um, so in a way, it was like kind of mirrors your philosophy of how you learn yeah. and how you want to interact with people. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, t I mean that's kind of. <laughs> I don't want a lot of mini me's like in my <laughs> business, but like if a few are all right. I don't have a problem yeah. with it, you know. That's absolutely uh, finding you know, and now that this uh, everyone feels entitled, this entitlement that's just disgusting, and yeah. this uh, arrogance and the, the hot shots and the star tenders. Star tenders, and, yeah. But none of that makes sense because. Uh, I think a lot of people have forgotten why they are where they're at and how they got there. Yeah, like that doesn't happen overnight. So, I mean, I'm happy that these people are, are great at what they do, but uh, it's still it shouldn't be the the meism. It, it should be for the, the team you represent. Yeah, and absolutely. Even with and that's part of my interviewing process here is uh, I'm not a fan of hey come see me behind the stick tonight. It's hey come see us. Yeah. You know, come team, see team. the team. You know, I don't want the, the soloing out. Yeah, uh, I think it will stop individuals. Important over time, right? Like yeah. bars can't be sustained. Uh, no civilization can be sustained by one man. Now it can be <laughs> ruined by one man, right? As, yeah. as may True. possibly happen here in the next four years. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. It's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm curious. You did this this amazing traveling throughout Europe, North Africa, this stint in Spain to learn more and more about food, about flavor. Mm -hmm. What pulled you back? To the states it seems like why the hell would you ever come back yeah you know? and i almost did it <laughs> i i really almost didn't i was about to take a uh under the table just uh private job and just not come back yeah. but <laughs> i had friends and family here sure. and uh, it just was i felt time i mean i was there for two years two weeks straight without that's coming back once that's crazy <laughs> yeah so i mean that's a great that's a great tour I was amazing, you know, yeah. and like I was completely immersed in the Spanish culture. Uh, the town I was in only had like 150,000 people mm. uh, and no English, so that was truly awesome <laughs> to just, just literally just pick up and be dropped into another city, another culture. Uh, I did my research and, right. I, and I knew a good bit of Spanish, but nothing else can prepare you for that. So you either just do it and then survive on all the instincts kick in. Anyways, yeah. you're gonna figure it out. So don't think about it too much. Yeah, just, just yeah, do it. Don't, don't stress. Be open to the. <laughs> oh man, that's a lovely. That's it. So family brings you back. Love ultimately, and that kind of <laughs> sense, right? Of brings course. you back. So I imagine then, how did you find yourself as having San Antonio's home? Well, uh, I moved up. So I had a girlfriend at the time in Charlotte. Uh, mm. She was from Annapolis, Maryland. Um, ended up moving after Spain to Annapolis, Maryland, to be with her. Uh, she got a accepted for Teach for America in San Antonio, so we moved out here. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I'd never been to the city, uh, and it was almost like a, a starting over point for me here because I didn't know anyone right, right. Uh, to plug me in. So 
uh, I started <laughs> three and a half years ago. Again, I started over just waiting tables and working my way up through the system and shaking hands and meeting people uh, to get to the point where I'm at now. Um, but that was the reason of how I got here. Her mm -hmm. and I are no longer together, but I saw so much opportunity in the city of San Antonio uh, and just so much like untapped right, yeah. resources. And I didn't understand that everyone around me was complacent. And I was like, I know if I put my head in the books and just do what I've always wanted to do, I can just surpass everyone and, and skyrocket. And that's exactly what I've done here. That's an amazing thing. Because I <laughs> literally to show up three years ago uh, not knowing anyone and to now be like part owner of Juniper Tar. <laughs> one of the pioneers of the scene now, at the <laughs> forefront of it, you know? I mean, that's, that's pretty a pretty brilliant thing, that especially now when this is happening like this. Such a boom. It's such a great time yeah. to be in uh, a renaissance. The, it is. Yeah. It is. And so I was talking to Johnny this, this week. And, nice. Yeah. Um, Love him. You got, he mentioned how much how, his fondness for you. And I know he was at Esquire, which, again, was kind of the incubator for so much of the talent. Like, 100%. So many people working over there. And you ended up working there a little bit later, though, right? 2011, True. it looked like? So. Uh, I was there for two years, so that would be, what year is it now? 17? So, well, 17, in quotes, okay, right? Sure. We so, kind of started. Uh, right? So I've been here over a year. So, yeah, I was there for a couple of years. Um, that's a, an amazing program that's been set in place uh, by Houston Eves. And yeah. he was uh, my mentor for the years that I was there to help pretty much uh, – fine-tune who I was yeah uh, and he's well, but is it, that was a personal goal because I imagine Houston he's so wise right he's just <laughs> he this really kind of sage-like guy and so yeah. just being around him he imparts this knowledge but for Man, you I noticed it immediately and just followed him and, and just took notes yeah like uh obviously he's a brilliant man and I wanted to take uh the, the take advantage of that sure uh capitalize on the fact that I could work uh under him or next to him which was really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and he's a big fan of pushing your palate too uh, and understanding that, you know, we are fortunate to try the finer things and yeah. paying attention to detail, uh, which is, you know, I don't think there went, a day went by that he didn't say that to us. Oh, I bet. Like, you know, the well, you look at detail. So how do you feel about the Esquire downstairs? Oh, beautiful. Talking uh, about I mean, detail, I right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, that's a brainchild of Houston, isn't it? It's got oh, to be. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Never, never to disappoint. No. Ever. It's funny because I remember that basement. Um, I might have passed out in that basement <laughs> quite a few times, but now to see it, not uh, a basement. Or yeah. just like, I don't want to, I can't pass out in here. It's <laughs> way too nice for yeah, me no, to pass out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a beautiful, beautiful bar. It's, it's really cool to see how far they've come yeah. as well. It's amazing. Again, and it's, it's so cool to see it as kind of the bullpen for all the key pitchers that kind of went out. Everyone can center. pretty much be traced back to some point in time at the right? Esquire Tavern. It's Babylon, man. Almost, I, I don't think there's anyone in the city who hasn't made a name for themselves that did not at least one point work at Esquire yeah. Tavern. And which, <laughs> which as a, if, if I was called an archivist, that's the easiest thing. I was yeah. like, all right, let's look at that one place <laughs> and see it. how it spins out and how everybody gets out. Somebody should probably do that. <laughs> I know. I hear there's a... Look at the city now. Like, <laughs> We'll use, what is it, genealogy.com or something. Yeah. We'll just create like an Esquire name, and then, which will be weird because it'll be like Esquire, Esquire, and then right. we get to spin it yeah. out. <laughs> the third. Well, so did you know you were ready then after kind of studying with Mr. Eves that you were uh, ready to take this in your so own So within those two years, that's when like I really pushed myself harder than I ever had. Uh, I bought, you know, I was getting into, and I bartended, 
you know, at like anything you can imagine, fine dining, hotels, yeah. dive bars, pubs, restaurants, family restaurants. But getting into what I thought was craft, but then really getting into what craft really is mm. was really cool. And, I, and then I wanted it. I was so hungry. So I did like the typical thing any uh, ambitious bartender would do. And I, I buy every book and I buy every tool. Yeah. And I was like, you know, buying a bottle or two a week just to build a bar. It's research. To, and yeah. I don't even say that like ironically. It's, it really <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, and then I was just knocking off uh, certifications too. I was like, I'm going to, I want to make pass all these tests this year. Yeah. And I would just push and push and push. Uh, and then one day I got the opportunity to actually do bar five day. Oh, that's right. Because you were that, helping Evan this, this past week to <laughs> imparting it. You were uh, paying it forward. his pants this week. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, bar five day is no joke. It's not. It's incredible. Uh, it actually changed my life 100%. Yeah. But uh, my, uh, my love goes out to anyone who's done it or is going to do it. Uh, they will mentally and physically uh, break your mind and your palate. Yeah. Uh, five 12-hour days, blind taste, 160 spirits. Like, it's insane. It's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> you merged a stronger Man. person after that, I imagine. 100%. Yeah. You know, not just with the, oh, my God, the wealth of knowledge in the room. Uh, like The pioneers of uh, who oh, run yeah. our industry and mold the industry now are all in there as your professors. And then you're sitting next to some of the best in the world yeah. studying with you. Uh, and then the networking. You know, in this industry, it's 100% vital to network. Yeah. Uh, not just to get like, more likes on, on uh, Facebook or, or Instagram, but to actually do it like we did here in the bar this week and have collaborations and, and make things fun and, and just uh, overall just spreading the good word yeah. uh, around. Well, no, you're right. It's, you never know when sitting next to somebody, almost in passing, but having a brief conversation, when that will come, come around to expanding more relationships, you know, because it's about people, and the more people you meet, I, I just feel more enriched by that. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, and, and with that being said, like, the more you put yourself out there, the more you become relatable. Yeah. Uh, and understanding with all of those around you, and and uh, that's kind of a, a key component to being, in my mind, a, a wonderful bartender. Yeah. It doesn't matter the style of bar, uh, but just being able to to look at people, relate, understand, and build a rapport. Absolutely. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, no, I think you understand it. I mean, learning a, via a book is great, but learning via a person is better. <laughs> right. Well, and also, you know, the, the books, and, and I, everyone should read the books. We right. all need to walk before we run. Uh, we shouldn't skip any steps in this industry. I find there's a, a lot of weaknesses uh, throughout with those that are just so eager to just run and and just start just going and making drinks but there's there are templates and formulas that you need to know first and to really understand uh what cocktail building is absolutely um so which begs the question then now as a business owner right yes or at least you know having partners and right. things what made you feel like you were ready to to make that step which is about operational efficiency and operational knowledge? uh i'll be completely honest i was not uh that was not my area of uh, expertise. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about it. I was uh, just, <laughs> I, this is when the, the networking helped a lot. I started making phone calls and emailing to those that uh, have already been in my position. And I started asking for advice. Yeah. Just, you know, being completely transparent. I don't know this side of the industry. Uh, I want to know it and I will know it. Yeah. Uh, but I need help now. 
yeah. Uh, so coming in and, and becoming part owner and well, run setting up the vision and the program uh, was was not easy by any means, and it's still not easy. No, I never. <laughs> I don't think it ever becomes easy. No. You know, uh, anyone in the industry who who hires uh, a staff that is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, hands down, finding good people is <laughs> so hard. You would, yeah. it shouldn't be. I know it shouldn't be, but for some reason that is like the hardest uh, part. I, if, <laughs> do you think it's hard just in general to find good people? Not even to hire them, but just to relate to. Uh, yes it and no. Like I mean, no. I feel like uh, well, I'm a huge believer in, in wanting to trust in, in another yeah. human being and wanting them to be good. Right. Uh, Hobbesian is that right? Or is that Loxian? I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of those two. I was, people I was are gonna say it, and I was like, I can't remember the words. So it's I'm one of those. Not guys. gonna butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think there's there's good in everyone, and it, here that's our job is to pull it out yeah. and, and let it shine. It's, a, it's but, an amazing thing. I, this space does feel like a reflection of you, you know what <laughs> I mean? um, but not intentionally in a not an, an egotistical way. It's like when it's a kid. It, dude, you, it, you know? it really is. I, it took me uh, over a year to curate it, and obviously it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but just hand selecting every bottle um, for this last year has been really, really special. Uh, as part of the business owner thing, it's it's not about what deals are to be made or yeah. cut because once it's actually a passion uh you don't care about that part um and so all the product i brought in is product that i one believed in yeah and wanted in it wasn't by like any other influence uh you got a connection to every one of those bottles i do Ultimately, <laughs> i yeah. find myself gazing at them uh every day <laughs> adorningly just like oh look at my family you know just an amazing thing turn that off sorry. oh technology <laughs> it happens to the oh, best of man. us. But uh, yeah, so this is so just over a year. You have an, a, built an amazing reputation, built on hard work from my interpretation. You have great credibility as a man, you know, which is an amazing thing. So I've got just a f two more questions. Sure. This is an, an amazing first step, which is the culmination of years of hard work, which I get. Of course. It cannot end here because no. I don't think this will ever be enough. You know what? Uh, I am that person. Yeah. Uh, I don't have an end goal. Uh, all of this, you know, is still a stepping stone yeah. in my mind. Because exactly. I, I know that uh, I'm just going to keep pushing. And people are like, what for? And it's like, I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to just go as far as I possibly Ahoy. can. You, yeah. you know, point the, the, the yeah. yeah, there's no boundaries. And it's, I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if no one else wants to do it, I will gladly do it. It's amazing. I will gladly uh, hit every conference and seminar and tasting uh, and, and shake hands yeah. and hug people and just be Whatever like, hey, next takes. time you're in San Antonio, come on out. Uh, the next mayor of San Antonio, Mr. <laughs> Benjamin Craig. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, this is still a stepping stone. And, you know, I'd love to do what I do now and, and actually get back into international waters again. That, yeah. that would be kind of a... A huge step for myself down the road. I think that'd be an incredible thing. And yeah. I, I don't think that's far-fetched. Some people <laughs> be like, well, you know, good luck with it. But <laughs> I think that's going to be your stomping ground before too long, yeah. you know. So this is the thing that you're a really interesting guy. And I don't know. I know you find the world interesting. This makes a yeah. lot of sense. So this is a question I've been asking people lately. And I think I'm going to ask in every interview going forward. But got amazing answers. So <laughs> you're at any bar in the world, right? <laughs> you're sipping some mezcal, let's say. You're having a good time. If 
anybody could sit next to you, living or dead, who would you love to share a drink with and a conversation? Wow. Uh, that is a pretty deep question. Sometimes, and then you know, everybody thinks about it, though. I think you know. Well, I, I honestly, I want whoever it is with a, a good sense of humor. Yeah. That kind of it's the same as me with the whole fuck the naysayers. Let's just yeah <laughs> sit back and have a good time. Uh, man, Bill Murray would be amazing. I was gonna say it's gonna be that. Out, that sounds like Bill Murray, right? Out in, Brooklyn uh, yeah. making appearances. So well, he, hang, he was he, he was in Austin the other day too. <laughs> What's that? He just hangs out in Austin too. God. Yeah, dude, he's at Geraldine. So, Bill Murray makes some sense. But that guy just knows how to. He's the life of the party in any room he's ever in. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't care what people think. Doesn't give a shit. And he has a, a refined palate. <laughs> he's and a well-traveled, no educated man, and he's and he's hilarious. <laughs> That's a brilliant answer. It makes me. You know, I think when we get back, I'm gonna. Watch Caddyshack again. Oh. There's not enough Bill Murray time in it, but no. it's still quite good. Classic dude, stuff. But what he does do in it is on point. <laughs> Completely on point. Dude. Benjamin, dude, thank you so much for letting me into Juniper Tower in your clothes. <laughs> it's an honor, Get to man. be around with these amazing chandeliers, this massive family of bottles, 70 plus of which are mezcal, <laughs> sipping this mezcal with me and uh, making the time. I'm really excited to see what you do next, man. It's been a pleasure. Man, that, that means a lot. Like I said, it's a true honor uh, for you reaching out and having me here today. So. Total pleasure, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Godspeed. Yeah, cheers. Well, there we have it. The amazing proprietor of Juniper Tar in San Antonio, Texas, Mr. Benjamin Crick. You always have a friend in Benjamin. And the Juniper Tar ambiance, atmosphere, the back bar, the place is just incredible. And it feels like a direct conduit into the nice, hospitable warm and present man himself, Mr. Benjamin Crick. And it was great sitting down to chat with him. He is just, he's a special guy. He feels spiritual. He feels worldly. He feels imbibed and just so amazingly positive. Benjamin, it was just brilliant sitting down and chatting with you. And I know you're going to be up to bigger and better things. And I cannot wait to see what those are. So thank you for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter if you said, you know, I'm finally going to sit down and binge watch Cheers on Netflix since all of the seasons are there. Or if you're thinking, I want to make sure everybody I know goes and sees Baby Driver because it's such an incredible movie. Please keep dancing.